jerk You know it's time to get this work The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine No political corrections Always sleep, fuck being awoke We discuss politics and jokes Cry, we lick There's levels to this shit Before you were sucking on your mama's tit Aries Spears don't give a fuck We talk about race a lot, racism Sexism Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders Rollers, clip loaders We got them in the folders The whole world on our shoulders Spears and Steinberg Yeah! Suicide And all of y'all know my style I excel, then prevail Run up and get touched up Suicide, that's it And all of y'all know my style This, oh Steve Comes to us from Gabatron 88 Um, This is actually a a little bit of a two-parter Because first he does an oh Steve And then he uh, writes in. So let me do as O Steve. Let me sell it. Let me set this up. Um, <clears throat> o Steve, after years in the podcast, Aries, Andy and Steve celebrate their anniversary at a hotel party. Steve can't handle his liquor and he falls asleep in what turns out to be Andy's room. Steve wakes up to a drunk, bare chested Andy who, ref- who confuses Steve with some tail he ordered in. Steve tries to crawl away, but Andy overpowers him and yells in macho man Randy Savage's voice, quote is from Spider-Man movie character. You ain't going nowhere. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. Oh, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) That is disgusting, but uh, funny. Good morning, Aries and Andy. Hope you guys are ready for the holidays. Pretty sure my 14-month-old will have enough toys on the floor to kill one of us before spring. Haven't been able to listen to the podcast in a couple of days, uh, and I am behind on the last three or four episodes, so I haven't heard if you talked about it yet. They just released Black Adam on HBO, and I'm here to give my roast review. Uh, now, before I continue reading, because I read this last night, dude, I'm so, let me read it. Okay. I like this fucking movie. Uh, Black Adam CGI was so bad. It looked like a PlayStation cutscene. Uh, it seemed to have used the same writers from an early 2000 straight to DVD movie. It was cringy as fuck with half of the scenes in slow motion because they had to boost the runtime somehow. There was no way the producers thought it was good enough to compete against Wakanda forever in a million years. It's like nobody test ran the movie before releasing it and just glued video clips provided by different studios. For starters, the kid whose name I didn't bother learning went from being street smart to as clueless as SpongeBob by the end. The mom switched from being Laura Croft Tomb Raider to Joyce Byers Stranger Things. And uh, in every other scene, badass, one minute, a mumbling idiot in the next. I wasn't going to talk about Mr. Comic Relief. That guy should have died in the first scene he was in. But he could have had a better performance as a corpse. Pierce Brosnan gave the sorriest performance I've ever seen that man put out. He should do like Shia LaBeouf and keep a paper bag over his head when he goes out in public. I'm just kidding. But seriously, somebody ought to dick slap the shit out of that man till he yells, I'm sorry, daddy. Uh, DJ's performance wasn't too bad. Actually, there was uh, there was the typical rock gestures here and there, which is expected. But from interviews I've seen, he really tried to act this time. So I'll give him a pass. Adam Smasher didn't pay attention in class or didn't understand the assignment because instead of acting like Paul Rudd's Ant-Man, he acted like Paul Rudd in Our Idiot Brother. Oh, and that chick Cyclone was there too. <clears throat> uh, Tony Soprano voice. Uh, the writing was poor garbage. The CGI was fucking garbage. The actors were garbage. The director was fucking garbage. Um, the Rock should take Jean Colette Serra out back 
show him some pretty flowers and do like old yeller. I give it 10 out of 10 bowels because it was pure shit. Anywho, in case I don't get to say it later, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year, gentlemen. Where the fuck is Happy Kwanzaa, nigga? Um, there it is. I don't think he liked it. Dude, I, I, Gabatron, I think you're being a little hard. That movie was not that bad. I think that we went into it and we, we did not, we weren't jonesing for the movie. Do you remember we went in? We knew this was like the movie to go see because it was out. But we didn't, and we reviewed it, but we weren't, it wasn't like the top of our priority. We knew what this movie was going to be. Yeah. So uh, I think we went into not expecting, I, I wasn't expecting anything to compete with the, the new Wakanda movie. I didn't think it was going to be. I got to be honest again. I, I think Black Adam, to me, my opinion, was better than both Black Panther movies. I don't think that's true, but uh, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Now, if he doesn't like the CGI, uh, I we saw it. We saw it in uh, what did we see it on? What screen was that? Wasn't it the oh, big screen shit. with the sound? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, what what is that shit called? I forgot what it's called. IMAX? Yeah, we saw it in IMAX. So we no, got, I don't think we did though. We didn't? I thought we saw it at the big No, theater. I don't no 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 we didn't. I didn't think that CGI was that, you know. CGI. It was a, I think this dude is being a little hard, man. Uh, you know, listen, again, am I a am I a rock fan? Not hugely. Um Can you smell what it, he's cooking? I don't ever want to smell what he's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, from a from a from a superhero character standpoint, does this character do for me what an Iron Man or a uh who else I like a Spider Man does? No, but as far as pure man food, I wanted to see it. I, I didn't have to rush to see it. I'm glad we saw it when we did because just as quickly it came out on on streaming devices and and it's on yeah. HBO now. But, you know, I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I, I thought it was worth watching. I, if I was, if I would have just caught it on uh, HBO uh, Max, I would have been thrilled. But, I I mean, we went and saw it at the theater. We got popcorn. We had a Coke. It was good. Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't get mad at it the same way that he's getting mad at it. I, it was what I expected it to be. I. It sounds like he expected it to be more. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I know that man's pride is hurt, but fuck it. He's so rich. Who gives a fuck? Um, Who, all right. Who's pride? <clears throat> uh, Dwayne Johnson. Because he wanted that movie to be such a big smash. That was his baby, man. And now there's no sequel. It, most people are saying it, 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 it didn't do well at the box. So he went as far as unfollowing uh, Warner Brothers and DC. He, he did? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, this hurts. Trust me, this hurts. Yeah. Did he put his own money into it? No, I don't think so at all. Okay. That was from Gabatron 88. Haven't heard from Autobot in a minute. Where you at, dog? All right. Uh, Rob Dorsey, nerd shit. What up, my guys? First, let me say thanks for playing my song, Leader of the Free World. That was love. I hope you guys got to listen and enjoy it. Okay, <clears throat> on to the dweeb combo. DC Comics, bro. Oh, yeah, this is the one I was talking about. Their cinematic universe is called the DCEU, and they are either fucking up really bad right now or doing some genius shit. I'm afraid but excited as well. That's how I felt about uh, my baby mother's pregnancy. I was afraid but excited <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, and the second Suicide Squad, which I thought was better than the first one, has taken the reins and is making mad changes. Henry Cavill is out again, so we have no Superman. Boom! Robert Pattinson is the is now the main continuity Batman taking over Ben Affleck's space. Boom! Uh, Jason Momoa is now quitting Aquaman. Eh, so far it is. You know what that means. No gay nightclub in the sea. Uh, what the fuck is going on, man? LOL. 
I know it's a guy's strip club under the sea, but damn it, man, he was good enough. Laugh my ass off. This is how much I'm not a geek and I don't know about this world. And J- Jason Momoa put out a post because he said he's no longer playing Aquaman, but they want him to play Lobos. And based on whoever this character is, when they showed the picture, I went, oh, I definitely see Jason Momoa doing that. But I don't, you know, I, Momo, Lobos, I didn't know who the fuck that was. Uh, there's a theory floating around. Peter Gunn is looking to bring younger versions of all these heroes to the screen so that he can set up a major conflict. Uh, a la Thanos with the Avengers. There's a series in the comics called Crisis on Infinite Earths, where the young Justice League teams up with the older versions of themselves to stop the world from colliding. If this is what he's doing, we can all get the uh, and we can all get these guys back on screen for the majority story for the major story arc. DC is going to win all, over a lot of motherfuckers. Uh, anyway, I feel that was a long ass with nerd. I feel like that was a long ass with nerd shit. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, leave it there. And hopefully you guys can chew on that for a little bit. P.S. Aries, I say I synced it all the damn time, but only because of Craig Robinson. He said that shit in Pineapple Express, and I've been hooked on that bad grammar ever since. LOL. Anyways, much love, fellas. Now keep killing the shit. Uh, And if you could somehow tie I synced it with success then you are uh, on your way to the Magic Johnson workshop for English. (laughs) Man, when I was on the basketball court and I would hold that orange basketball during the playoff, when the plays come, I synced it. And that's how we had success. (laughs) All right. All right. what What do you think about his assessment here? Uh, Listen... I feel like sometimes people go, I've been, the, I'm the new gun hired to come in here and shake shit up. And they take that literal. I don't see why they have to do this. Uh, keep what's working and change what doesn't. But to somehow deny Ben Affleck a, his own Batman movie is crazy. To have Hev- Henry Cavill go out like this is crazy. Even though Black Adam didn't do financially what it should have done, I still think with all these potential characters, Shazam, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, build on that. Give it a second shot to somehow replace Jason Momoa. Like, just, I just, I don't get why you have to make these changes. Like, keep what works and just try to improve on what needs improving on. You know, um, I, I kind of got the feeling and listening to him. I, I'm not disagreeing with what he uh, he said about bringing in the younger these younger stars to play these characters. This is it's reminding me of sports, like a basketball team. Like you get the rookie contract when you get someone that's uh, at, at a certain level in entertainment. You right. know, and so you get them at the rookie deal. And then you know you're going to have to pay them one or two big contracts in there. And then you get the big overall, the the uh, Avengers, uh, you know, whatever that was. What was the Avengers? Uh, this, the, the Thanos Avengers. Uh, yeah, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the big one. And then you break off the people that need to go. And then you, you start again. I think that's right. what DC's gearing up for. That's what it does sound like. And, you know, I, I just saw something today that, uh, that made me realize... You know, we talk about DC versus Mar- Dude, Marvel's been doing it so much longer. So, like, I just saw the Fantastic Four again. The other it was on TV today, and I was like, "Yeah, man, that was wrong. It, it wasn't good." Right. And Marvel right. has a bunch of their it's not goods. It they they were bad, and they just kept the thing about Marvel and uh, the studios. They kept doing them until they got it right. And like, there's supposed to be another Fantastic Four eventually, which I think this one will be the one. So uh, there is though a past of not having it right, Uh, and and you go through it until you get it right. I I think Marvel just was on a a a strong run, had the right people in the right place. That's it. I I don't think that there's a like that. It's a big. uh, like they're just that good. I think things just worked out. The timing's right. 
I think that's what DC is looking for, to get the right stars, the right timing, so that they can all come together at the right place at the same time. Because this, what Marvel's done recently, I don't think has been fantastic. Yeah, recently, I would agree with that. But I don't know. I'm like, dude, if you're listening to the fans and the fans are screaming their lungs out, give Henry Cavill a fair shot. Give Affleck his own Batman movie. Have Zack Snyder involved. Like, didn't I? I'm just going if the fans are what it's about. I know it's about money, but if the fans are the money that's going to be lacing these big studio execs' pockets, get the people what they want. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but it, like you just said, it's also about the money. It's about getting this. You have to have stars that are available to do the movies, and their timing has to work out as well. That's another thing about getting the, the some of these stars at their rookie contract. If you got them as a rookie, they're not as busy. You you can get, lock them into time slots so that you can you can produce these movies. You can fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> they're young. They want money. You can fuck them. You you, you, you know. You it's put- fucking it's fucking business. You get the fucking young guys, you give them the fucking contracts. They're all eager for the opportunity. They're going to get the fucking money. They're going to get the fame. And you can fuck them. You can get them for fucking cheap. It's called business. Uncle June, I got to fucking tell you this over and over again. It's not personal. It's fucking a business. I, I think that's what it is. And I, and, I, and I understand going younger. Because, listen, if you tried to put something like Infinity Wars together, how old is Ben Affleck's Batman going to be by the time you get 12 years from now, he's not going to, or even if they were to do it in six years, he's not, he's not Batman anymore. Yeah. yeah but their, their, their infinity wars was justice league. Now, if you build off that, now we're looking at justice league too, but, which could have been shot and put in a can and ready for next year. And then two more, and then four years from there. I mean, you know, then you can make some changes, but I'm just, the saying, window was still open. I think that they just are opening. They're looking for the new window. They're going to put it together. I, I, I'm not mad at the idea if they get it right. If they get it right, right. But you know, people, the actors, the actors, the contracts to make these things work. There's a shelf life. There's business. There's age. Yeah, I, I understand what they're. I, I can. I, if they pull it off and they make something exceptional, then I'm going to be excited. If it's if if they could have given us one more role with the characters that they already had and uh, I would have appreciated but I could understand them trying to find a a long term solution instead of just rolling out some movies I didn't like and they said that they liked the second Suicide Squad I didn't think it was any better I didn't didn't either that giant starfish did not do it for me oh goodness yeah Uh, that that, yeah the DC villains need work, man. DC, other than the, when you get rid of Joker, when you get rid of Batman's villains, it gets tough. You got right. Joker, Penguin. I mean, Superman. Riddler, yeah. Superman has a few of villains, but I mean, they're no, they, they need some better villains. Yeah. I guarantee you there's going to be some people <clears throat> writing in about what you just said because that kind of shit for the geeks, their dicks just all. Stood to a, a ten attention right now. They just all got boners. Yeah, and they're going to yell. Even mentioned it. Yeah. The, the, well, what about this villain? Yeah. What about that villain? What about the one that you're yelling about? What about putting it on screen the way that we would we would interpret it from the comic book? So right. they, they can yell at it, but it's it's true they haven't put together. DC doesn't put together great villains on the these other show, uh, their other movies. I, I I I did not like the first Suicide Squad. Didn't have the villains sucked. Yeah, they did, and I, but I liked it better than the su- second one. Yes, yes, the villains sucked, but I liked the movie better than the second one. There you go. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Uh, Ephraim, yeah, Luther Vandross. What's up, brothers? I was just watching YouTube videos, and Luther popped up definitely would say he's kind of forgotten maybe because he was a gay black man but he is the equivalent to Whitney on the male side of things just to shot shout him out because he was a bad motherfucker I remember going to my aunt's growing up and she used to keep Luther playing and also wanted 
also wanted an honorable mention, Donnie Hathaway, a personal favorite of mine, a song for you, Live Bad Brother 2. Listen, he was the beginning of Neo Soul, FYI, Peace, Ephraim Young, Catskills, New York. Um, Luther is definitely one of uh, the best. But you know how when you talk about black female vocalists, undoubtedly, I guess some people would make the case and say Aretha Franklin, but I think undoubtedly Whitney Houston is viewed as the greatest female vocalist of all time. Who's the male version of her? He says Luther Vandross, and I want to say Luther, but in terms of impact, impact, I don't know that there's been any dude that's had the impact of Whitney Houston on that level. You know, from her doing the Star Spangled Banner to the movie The Bodyguard and how much that made to that song, I'll Always Love You. Whitney has just been like a fucking comet that killed the dinosaurs. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know who that male version of her is. Yeah, I could name guys like Marvin Gaye and Teddy Pendergrass and like you said, uh, Donny Hathaway. But I don't know if any of them dudes really bang it like that. Not in every genre. I mean, you said movies. She had movies. She had a hit movie. She well, no, no. Movie. I just mean her. her, her, her but no, no. I, I'm, I'm, but I'm more or less talking about that song from the movie that was so yeah. huge. You know, I'll Always Love You. That was such a, because of that movie, was such a big, big song. Um, I don't, I don't know if I don't, any of those guys that I would go a song that rocked the, rocked the world like that. Well, Luther had a few other issues though, too. He wasn't in good shape. He wasn't like a thin guy. He wasn't. Yeah. Black, the black community always jokes and goes, there was the fat Luther and the skinny Luther. So, uh, and, and, uh, Luther gets a lot more, I, I, you know, he was David Bowie's background singer too. Backup was singer. He? Yeah. Oh, shit. So there's, uh, he's on, he's on a lot, of, uh, the whole Young Americans album. He's, he's the background singer for that. Right. And you can see him in the, you can see him on, on the videos. He's in this, he's in the videos. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny. Uh, when he, cause he shouted him out and his career, uh, Starts there and with that, that it was, it was such a weird sound. It's a different sound than what he's known for, but it's still a great voice. I don't know, man. Uh, I can't think of anybody either. Yeah. Just from the male standpoint. I mean, and, and, and again, guys like even you know, you can throw Al Green, Al Green, Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, Donnie Hathaway, Luther, <laughs> James Ingram, all amazing, amazing singers. But no one's had that. Are you talking about commercial success, though? Yeah, I'm just talking about, you know, Whitney Houston was just so fucking big. I can't. Her sound, her power, you know, her you, ability. You know what's funny? If you if you want to, because you, you said Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin is in that, you know, when you're talking Aretha Franklin and, and then some of the guys that we just named. Yeah, Teddy, yeah, yeah, just these great singers and this soul and this sound and you know respect to no end, but commercial success, nah, just Whitney. Yeah, no white dudes. Yeah. Any any white dudes that have crossed over the the soundtrack. Dude, sometimes I sometimes I I I on Instagram run across run across certain white dudes. I didn't know that those songs were by white guys. I thought they were by they're, 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 they're by black guys. They're very soulful songs. Like obviously, you know, uh, God, what, what's the Hall and Oates? Yeah, I knew that's very what you're soulful. Say. But I knew those were white guys. Um, God, who else? I see uh, uh, Michael McDonald. Yeah, very soulful. I knew he was a white guy. But then I've heard other songs like recently, and went a white dude did that. And I, but I won't let go. How's that go? 
And oh, I can't even think of it, but yeah, I, I I hear certain dudes, and I'm fucking shocked. The only dude that I can think of that, you, and I'm using this because you said movie and that big soundtrack and and the commercial success, Kenny Loggins. Mm. Kenny Loggins has like four or five number one hit songs for movies and his own musical career. Mm. So commercial, that would be the. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm about I'm about to flip your yarmulke, yo. Uh, I was talking to my mother recently and you know, my mother's jazz blues singer. Cause uh, I was asking about riffs and the ability, like I always say, you know, comedically and I believe vocally true, great artists, the the great ones you're born with it. You can't teach it. You're born with it. But my mother's a singer. So I was like this Jamie Foxx, this when I posted him singing at the grandma's hands, Clapped in church on Sunday morning. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to him sing that. And he's hitting a couple of riffs. So I emailed my mom and was like, Ma, if, if someone isn't a natural born singer, can you truly teach that? Can you truly teach someone to do that? And she said, in a nutshell, yes, as long as you're not tone deaf. And she goes to me, you know, here's two singers you should really, if you want to learn music and the great uh vocal things and writing and here's two artists you really should pay attention to. She goes Mick Jagger and uh, Bob Dylan. I said, wait till I tell (laughs) my Jewish buddy about this. I said, Bob Dylan, the nasal motherfucker. She goes, he is a phenomenal songwriter. One of the best. I was like, oh, my God, my mother from Mississippi <laughs> just said fucking Jagger and Bob Dylan. Well, Bob Dylan's famous because he wrote the lyrics before the music. A lot of people have the music and then they'll write lyrics to fit the music. The music comes first. Bob Dylan was like, fuck the music. It's about the lyrics. He's very few people write that way. Mm. So that, that was interesting. Hey, I got I got one. I got the biggest... Uh, song from a movie in recent times, singer. Okay. Ray Parker Jr. No, not the Ghostbusters <laughs> nigga. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest soundtrack, though. Oh, my God. Can you, can you think of a bigger soundtrack? Oh, that's hilarious. It's funny, too. That it's if there's something strange <laughs> and it don't look good, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. It's something weird in your neighborhood. Oh, get the fuck out of Dude, here. Dude, I had to put you, you know how deep I had to dig down to pull that out of my have head? Have you ever seen that video? Yes. That, that's Them my dancing time. Dancing in fucking Times Square. Yeah. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Harold Ramis. There's, you know, when you were speaking to Whit, going back to Whitney, there's certain moments and there's certain people that are built for that moment. She was just built for that that particular place and time. That's that's it. it it's right. not about being the best because you have to really give it up to Aretha's Aretha Franklin's soulful singing ability, um, career longevity. Um, obviously, you know you can't give that to Whitney, uh, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, she was in the right place. She was in the right moment. Had the right voice. She hit a. Uh, she she hit a chord with that with the, the 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 anthem. I mean, yeah, but that that's you know that's people rising to the opportunities and to the occasion that they're in, and and she did that better than anyone else at that time. That that's the yeah. only way to explain her career that way. Um, Poncho Z, napkins for the kinfolk. Sup, Aries? This is Poncho Z, and I finally watched the movie Casino. And that movie didn't make any sense to me at all. I should throw your whole email in the garbage right now. I don't even know why I'm going to finish reading this motherfucker. But anyway, uh, first of all, why would Robert De Niro's character marry a woman who openly says she does not love him? Because pussy make a motherfucker do dumb shit. Um, <clears throat> and then why would he keep being friends with a psychopath like Joe Pesci's character. And then why would he fire the one person in the casino 
who had all the connections to all the Las Vegas businesses only because he kept uh, making mistakes. So with the casino, Jesus, this shit. So with the casino didn't have to be perfect. And because of that, De Niro got fired and his personal life was in shambles, but he made sure that his finances were in order. That dude De Niro was playing was a schmuck that had no heart. Uh, P.S. Hey, Andy, I was listening to older episodes of the podcast and I heard that you were too cheap to buy napkins and that you just steal them from the fast food joints. Laugh out loud. <laughs> that is hilarious. And I even heard that when you had your girlfriend's family over, they asked for real napkins and you said the fast food napkins were real napkins. Ha ha. That was funny that you doubled down on that. And it would be a funny experiment if you added that to your stand-up and came back on the podcast and talked about how it went. Because I think that sounded like a Seinfeld episode and clean comedy is just as funny as explicit comedy. Uh, anything that you want to add to his napkin story before I dissect the middle of this nigga's asshole? Yeah, well, <clears throat> uh, there's a stack of about, well, you can't see it, but at least about an inch and a half stack of, uh, I'm featuring Chipotle napkins in my house today. <laughs> well, you know what? I tell you what, bring a handful of them napkins with you so that we can uh, use to wipe up this nigga's anal leakage <laughs> from the surgery I'm about to do. Hey, I, I just want people to understand it's not that I'm too cheap. It's just that I like to promote the quick service restaurants that I, uh, I patronize. That I, uh, so that, that's what it is. I'm advertising. He just said one of the greatest mob movies of all time was garbage. Okay. Let's not... I don't agree with him because uh, I do like casino, but I just want to say this and I want to give him before you, before you do what you're going to do to him. And I know what you're going to do to him. It is hard to believe that a man who could be that focused, that smart, that intelligent and know how to run his business. Can let you talking, can let pussy do that to him. And I know that it can do that. We understand that it can do that. But when we see it happening to someone else, and this is the funny part, when you see it happening to someone else, you can be like, man, you just got to walk away from that. You got to let that go. You got to get rid of that. That has no place in your life. But when you're in it, when you're in it. And I stink like it. Man, you can't tell anybody shit. They will Nigga, go. I have a I have a residency <laughs> in horrible, dangerous pussy. Um, it's it's it, that you know I'm I'm defending it. It's not. It's something that if you've never been through, you cannot understand it. That's I, I'm going to give that to him. I'm I'm giving that out before you go ahead and now go ahead do what you need to do to him. And and as far as the relationship between Pesci and De Niro. It wasn't like a really true friendship. He was the muscle. Nikki was the muscle. And he had to associate associate with him because of the bosses back home. Nikki's whole job out there was to keep an eye on Ace and make sure that everything ran right and the money was flowing. Nikki got beside himself, which eventually cost him his life. What you didn't pick up on that? Uh, and had he went against him, it would have been horrible for him because yes. Pesci would have ruined everything that he had. Because Pesci is, how do you say that he's a suicide bomber? Yes. He, yes. If he wasn't going to get his way, he was going to take everyone out. It didn't make a difference. And and when it, and when the bosses back home found out, you know, he had fucked Sam's wife, which was a big no no, and doing the things that he was doing again, it cost him his life. Um. And then you said uh, the, when he, when the, the, the Texas dude who, when he fired the guy's nephew, who was stupid, um, you know, Sam, Sam was running, you know, he was the big boss, you know? So, you know, he got beside himself and thinking that, you know, no, motherfucker, there are people above you, which is why the dude said, looks like we got to kick a kike's ass out of town. You will never know how things run down here. You people act like you own the place, but you really are visitors. So he got his uh, his downfall too. 
because of his behavior. Come on, Pancho. Come on, nigga. Oof. And, I'm and, about to tell you to hand in your man card, nigga. And his narcissism kicks in when he. And takes, I was thinking that that was a word I should have used. Yeah. Go ahead. His narcissism kicks in because that's when he goes and gets his own tele, his own show. He still wants to be in charge. He's he's trying to be the man, or at least look like the man. I, this this is it, your ego. And, and this is another thing too. What he and he says it. She said she didn't. She doesn't love him, but he knows that she will fall in love with him because he his ego is saying that he she can will. provide the life for her, the jewelry, the money, and so she's going to be in it. And it, that's all he needs. It's ego. Ego is what f- ego is always what fucks us. Always. Yes. Mm. Um. Damn, brother. I'm. You, you know. You, you. You're not out the treehouse, but I'm going to make you uh, lean out the window. And if you say one more stupid thing, I'm going to flip you out. I, but, you know, if you have in life, if you haven't gone through a relationship where you that it, that just that fucking box has you, <laughs> you can't explain that to someone. And it's got me right now, nigga. I'm. Uh, I'm sending an SOS. Help me. Dude, I, 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 I'm telling you the best things I've ever done is bust away from it. And in, man, I'm trying, dude, I'm so I'm fucking trying. It's it's so impossible. Cause it's so funny because like you said, when you're going through it, no one can tell you shit. No one can. And, and when you were when you remove yourself from it and you look at it, you go, "Why? Why would I do that to myself?" Oh, yeah, I'm pathetic right now, dude. There's always- you know, I'm 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 locked in it. Like, remember the the good the second Aliens movie when the whole crew of soldiers go looking around and they find that woman trapped. Inside, yeah, yeah. The fuck it. That's me right now in pussy, dude. The thing, I'm, I'm, I'm alive, but I'm encased and trapped <laughs> to the point where you think I'm dead, dude. The thing, the, the, this is no. I, 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 I would never want to give anyone any advice. The only thing that I, I, I know that we do as humans. This isn't even about. This isn't even about the fucking pussy. This is about life. We tend to stay in what we know. Because we understand. Say that again. You cut out for a second. You say we, that again. We tend to stay in what we know, oh. not because we oh. because we're afraid to go find something better because we think there could be something worse. Oh. But we already know it's bad. So if you just and not only that, not only that, the reality is, listen, there could be something absolutely better out there. But the journey from where you're at to get to better, it's a fucking Indiana Jones movie. Arrows will shoot out the wall. A big ball will chase you. You got to get through the pit with the spears at the bottom. There's flames. it's, It's an obstacle course of death to get to the other side. And sometimes you just go, like he said, stay with what you know. Yeah, even but, though you know with what even though you know that what you stand with is killing you but it, it goes back to that old joke and I love that joke where the, the two guys are sitting in the bar and the guy says I bet you $50 that guy goes riding on his horse chasing after that guy hits the tree branch and falls off his horse and the guy goes okay 50 bucks guy goes chasing the guy goes drive on his horse hits the tree branch falls off the horse the guy reaches in his pocket to give him $50 he says here's your fifty dollars. You say, "Hey, I can't take your fifty dollars." I seen that movie before. I knew that was going to happen. He goes, "No, I'll take the money." He goes, "I seen the movie before too, but I thought he was going to learn his lesson by now." Mm. We do the same thing over and over and over. It makes us. It makes us ridiculous that we do it, but we do it because we're comfortable in the misery that we know. Somebody owes you fifty bucks, Andy. <laughs> We've seen my movie. Dude, you're I com- haven't learned. You're comfortable in the misery that you know. If you if you sit, I think it was black actress Juliet, no, whatever her name was, I can't remember. 
if you sit in shit long enough, eventually it doesn't stink. It doesn't. But we do it because there's a chance, you know, the misery that you know is easier to contend with than the than than what else is out there. Something that you don't know. I mean, there's people. Ugh. So you, but that's up to that's up to and and, and you know watch the, the casino is the great example of it. He knows he still does it. It still breaks his heart. It still kills him. <clears throat> even even when he remember the big fight with him and Sharon Stone when he drags her out by her hair, and she comes back. He's happy that she's back. Ugh. All right. Deidre Ann Johnson. She has one question. Dahmer. How did he get the mannequin out of the store? He stole Sweetie. it. Huh? He stole it. No, he did. But what she's saying is how? Like it's a, a full mannequin. He broke it down into pieces and put it in the bag. Yeah. She must have went to go piss during that scene. Yeah. If he could get whole bodies out of the apartment, he could get a mannequin. A fucking mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This nigga was getting whole human flesh. <laughs> that The mannequin may have given him the idea of how he could just break it down. Yeah, yeah. Take this uh, arm here, put this arm there. Yeah. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Dum ba 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 he, 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 he. We have a scroll from Lead One Kess. And it reads Chasing Down Nazis and NOI. Uh, what's good, ANA? It's the scroll master with another short email. Since our dialogue, dialogue, uh, dialogue, since our dialogue, since our dialogue over the past couple of weeks, I had to dig deeper into my understanding of what anti Semitism is and the Jewish experience over since the Holocaust. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Documentary entitled Chasing Down Nazis. I think I found it on Prime Video. I know the number of murdered Jews is reported at around 6 million, but after seeing this documentary, that number may seriously be uh, underestimated. I must warn you, the documentary includes actual video footage from concentration camps, trials, and experiments committed uh, Nazi Germany. Uh, a black as black people, we don't want our plight in this country downplayed or forget what we have endured. But when you see some of the things in that documentary, I can't documentary documentary. I can't understand why there isn't a stronger bond between the black and Jewish communities. During yesterday's podcast episode, float like a butterfly, sting like an X. There was a lot of dialogue about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam. Andy, I have to disagree with your assessment of the government not plotting to kill Malcolm. Let's not forget during this time in history, a sitting U.S. president was assassinated on live television. A white man, no less. It has been proven during this time the CIA plotted with the mafia to flood the urban cities with heroin. This was done to kill the civil rights movement. So I have to disagree with you on that one. As far as the pimp Elijah Cook, uh, like most religious institutions, it's all about the dollar bill, y'all. Malcolm threatened the membership levels at the of the NOI, and as such, he had to go. I love to discuss my interpretations and thoughts on these subjects in more detail soon. In the meantime, keep your pimp hand strong and your whole train long. Dewan curse. Bop, 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 bop. Right. Uh, yeah, I got I got a little bit on this one. Uh, one, uh, I never said that they weren't involved. What I said is the FBI was listening to their phones. They knew what was going to happen. That's what I how I said. You don't have to plot. You there's no reason to come up with your own plot if someone else is going to do the dirty work for you. Was my point. I don't need, if I'm listening on the phones and I hear that they're going to uh, take someone out and I don't care if they take that person out, I don't tell anybody I'm involved because I didn't do anything to stop it. But why would I need my own plot if I knew something was already going to go down? Someone else was taking care of it for me. So that that's that's what I mean by that. But where you're missing, where I feel you're missing is uh, the NOI and uh, and Malcolm X it wasn't about membership, man. It, 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 in a way, it's about membership, but it wasn't. Uh, Malcolm X was going to expose uh, 
the Honorable Elijah Muhammad for not being a true Muslim, not actually participating in actually uh, fundamental Muslim prayers, not knowing the prayers, not understanding what it was to be a Muslim, how uh, not understanding the different factions of of Muslims, um, that this was not true. And that's what he was going to do. That that's why he had to go. Would have affected? Would it have affected him if he went on his own? Uh, Malcolm X went on his own and, and started his his own. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand how I want to say this because how would how would he have done this? Would if he just become a, a, a leader a, a leader of of a Muslim movement of, of Sunnis? Uh, here in the States, maybe something like that could have happened. I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't haven't done the research for this to understand what direction Malcolm X was going to go. If he if he was out, I think that he would have wanted to see change happen. And I think that uh, Elijah, Honorable Elijah Muhammad was not going to allow that to happen. And he was going to have him removed. And that's where I think it is. There's no need to plot when you got a guy that's already do, taking care of it for you. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you uh, in involvement because uh, we do know at that time uh, a lot of different things were going on. We don't have access and they have never given us access to things that happened with Kennedy. Uh, we don't know when, if we're ever going to get to see those things. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on on your idea. But my whole point and the reason why I said I don't think that they plotted is they didn't need to. Um, I really don't have anything to add. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I know I, I should say something, but, uh, I kind of agree with your assessment. Well, I, you know, there's no, yeah. If you got someone else is doing your dirty work, let them do your dirty work. Why do you want to do your dirty work? Uh, anybody do your dirty work? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny if they ever did an episode where those guys were like in a cover band. Uh, you remember that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tony Soprano. Everybody do your dirty work. Singing in the car. Um, okay. Uh, a newbie. A seven king. Oh, what's up, ANA and the rest of the BB brothers? I uh, hope everything is everything on your end. That's such a black thing to say. I hope everything is everything. Matter of fact, I was in that movie, The Innocent Man, just before they, when they go to show, when he picked Tom Selleck up to see somebody get raped. Just be cool and everything be everything. All right. Uh, anyways, I'm going to get down to the titty. So there is a few things I want to address. We're going to start light. Then we're going to get dark in this email. One, have y'all ever seen this movie? Whatever happened to Monday? If not, I think y'all should. Don't worry, Aries. There's no gore simply for the action. I gave it a seven out of 10. Now for the dark responding to episode 417. I don't know if you know this Aries, but black people have always have this thing when it comes to racism, talking about how Native Americans were here first and all this stuff. However, let's not forget that Native Americans were also involved in the slave trade. And even at their lowest point, they had African-American slaves trying to be more like the white people. And then he puts in parentheses, Cherokee Indians, along with them when they walked the trail of tears. I just wanted you to know, did you know that and how you both felt? Anyways, stay up and don't let these haters get to both of y'all. No, I did not know that. No, I didn't know that. Uh, I knew that. And the one of the things that I'm going to get critiqued on heavy this week is for what I'm about to say. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. There's always been a slave trade. Uh, And it didn't even have to, even even in... Outside of Africa, it's outside of this specific slave trade that we we, we speak on here. Slavery was is was normal. So uh, Europeans enslaved other Europeans. Uh, Africans enslaved other Africans. Uh, Asians have enslaved other Asians. It's happened worldwide, and there was always a dominant structure where there was someone that was on 
the, on the, uh, the trading block as slavery. So, uh, yes, to answer, to, to answer, have I ever thought of it? And did I know about it? Yes. And it, it was, com- it was more common than what we want to acknowledge, uh, since the, since the beginning of, uh, of civilization. So mm. I can't, uh, yes, yes. I knew about it. Yes. It's been around. Yes. Uh, it, not only, uh, there's so much more there, there's a, actually, I, I don't know the name of the documentary, but there's so much more as far as the, um, uh, um, indigenous people of North America, uh, there's a lot that goes into, uh, especially into uh, with the African uh, slaves that were mixed into the community and actually became part of tribe of tribes. So, um, and, and when uh, as as the tribes got moved uh, from the east to the west. Uh, Slaves were just counted as actually black slaves in the tribes were just counted as tribe members. So there, there, there's a lot to this. There, there's documentaries that you can see. There's a lot of information about what you're talking about. So um, um, I wish I sounded more educated right now on it. I, I, I know quite a little bit about it. Uh, but again, it's just quite a little bit. It's, it, it's not where I can discuss it. Great. Any interest in seeing uh, emancipation? You know, I want to see it because it's on, but it's just, I have to get, every time I go to look at it, when I, when I pull up the thumbnail, you know, on, 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 uh, Apple. Yeah. Yeah. To watch it. I just, it's still, I I don't see the character. I just see Will Smith and and I, and I pass it. Not, you know, I'm not mad at Will Smith, but it's just, it's still going to bring up all that comedic in Chris rock. And so I I'll get there. I'll just have to find the right night. And like, I really want to see this fucking movie. Um, mm. but as of right now, every time I go to watch it, then I, I start to think about the, this, you know, it, it, it'll go away. Well, just think of it. Like, you know, he smacked Chris and now his back is getting smacked 75 times. Now, have you seen it? No. Are you going to see it? I don't know. I don't know. It looks well done. Yeah, but how long do you think? This, I think he's doing an accent. How long do you think this has been sitting on the shelf, waiting for uh, all the other shit to die down? I don't know. I don't know, but I hope they're honest in this movie. I hope they tell the truth. <laughs> you know what was on the other day? I, 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 I you know. I, I, I what I had no real interest in watching it, and I didn't really commit to it. It just happened to be on TV, and I caught a couple of scenes. But I think I'm interested now. It's King Richard. It's good. It looks like it could be good. It looks good. Uh, you know, there, there's uh, uh, some scenes in there uh, that are so honest, right? Um, where they didn't play him as 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 you know as this superhero King Richard, you know, they played him as a regular man who's dealing with tough neighborhoods with tough, with people who have agendas and how it falls into place. And, you know, but him caring and, and being so focused, I mean, it's very, I thought they did a good job. And again, Will Smith did a great job in that movie. I wish it wasn't. I wish that the shine of what he did wasn't overshadowed. Right. Uh, but it was it was a really good movie. You, you haven't seen it. I would I would yeah, invest, I, I, I think I think I'm gonna check it out. I would invest the two hours. And I love how it how they told the story and it's not about Serena, you know. Oh yeah? No, it's really it is about her. Uh it's about the family, but the focus is is, is on um Venus. Really? Yeah, because she was the first. She's the one who you know, and so when you get that, it opens up the, it, it really gets you thinking on how we look at things and how things occur. Um, I, I like the movie. I, I, I would see it. If I was you, I wouldn't wait. I would, I yeah, would I'm going to do it. Uh, Gerby Marcellus. 
What's up, Aries and Andy? I saw that I've been in rotation in the email episodes for the past two weeks. So I'll probably be writing in a lot now. I've noticed that you guys like watching documentaries, etc. I keep saying documentaries, like there's some nutritional value. Uh, documentaries. And I see you guys steer away from the paranormal. You guys need to watch a documentary about Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. It's about 500 acres of land, almost in the middle of nowhere. To get to the point, there's been sightings of werewolves, the Wendigo, UFOs, opening portals, Bigfoot, you name it. You guys should check it out in Aries. I know you are a borderline atheist, but this shit here is real convincing. And I'm sure Andy probably heard of that ranch before, but check it out. I'm out. Uh, What do you think? Have you heard of it? Yeah. Nope. I'm not watching anything on paranormal shit. Oh, wow. That's, That's a big no. Yeah. You know what it is, is I get freaked out. Right. Did you ever see that paranormal activity movie where the that you can hear the people on different frequencies that you know have passed away? It's it's a movie. It's not a doc or anything like that. It's just right. a movie. That shit freaks me out. Anything that could happen that, that could be real. Right. You know, you could the werewolf thing kind of made me laugh a little bit, but certain things don't freak me out. I mean, I know that right. this is make believe and this is for uh, our minds to consume and, and, and you know, there's stories and yeah. But when shit is real, like when it could really happen, that, that shit freaks me out. There's anything with the it's, devil or parent or, 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 or the other side of death. It's all in the name skin Walker ranch in Utah. That means it's a place where only white folks see those things. It's not called Nigger Walker Ranch in Chicago. It's called Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Only white people see Wendigos, UFOs, opening portals, and Bigfoots. Only white people. I, a nigger, you'll never find a nigger at Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. He'll disappear into one of the portals. What if that's where... Um Never mind. I'm not going to do that. No, no, say it. No, it's just going to. Maybe that's where the big giant wheel for the NOI is hiding. And it comes down to Skinwalker Ranch. Maybe it's maybe. Yeah, it's, this next email comes to us. Maybe, uh, maybe, from, maybe this, this next folks. email comes to us. Uh, <laughs> fuck it with the NOI, nigga. Maybe, maybe uh, it's for black folks. Maybe this, you, this next you're one, making it. This, maybe, this next one. Um, <laughs> maybe it's for black folks. This next one comes to us. Uh, from maybe that's why you don't see any black folks in Salt Lake City because they're all at the Skinwalker Ranch. <sighs> I'm not fucking with you, dude. Uh, let's read one more. Uh, oh God, I'm trying to find this motherfucker. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, I think this is a good one. Brandon Effinger. Funny story. Uh, hey, it's Brandon, a.k.a. Shownuff3469 from Instagram. Uh, here's my story. Oh, I remember this as requested. Thanks for the podcast invite. It's very funny and keeps me laughing at work during the night. Hey, I'm finally coming to your show tonight and I'm excited. Funny story. I wonder if you've ever heard this from someone before. I was watching your stand up one day. And my old roommate overheard some jokes, then came to watch it with me. He became a fan of yours and started sharing your stand-up to other people. And next thing, there's a group of us drinking and watching your shows. One of my guys says, it's my birthday. Let's get tickets to one of his shows. Uh, He bought them and we were ready to go. We lived three hours away, so we headed to Hollywood to see your show one night. And as we pull up the line... uh, I said, uh, as we pull up to the line, I said, for a black comedian, he has a very interesting fan base. In the line with us were dozens of young white kids. I had a funny feeling. Uh, so I turned to one of the kids and say, are y'all here for Aries Spears? The kid replied, yes. He only goes by Aries now, though. I said, oh, I didn't know that. We finally get inside the venue and there are no seats just a dance floor and a bar. Me still being hopeful, hopeful, me still being hopefully, I figure we will go to another room where the seats are, seats are soon. 
Uh, I got a drink fast because we were the only ones there old enough to drink. I told my friend to show me the tickets and it said Aries, not Aries Spears, but some young rapper or singer named Aries. To triple check, I looked up your shows and you were actually on the East Coast that night and my boy bought tickets to the kids concert by mistake. I then look up and an older black couple comes in in looking super out of place. And I said, tricked you too, huh? <laughs> we took our dumb mad asses right back home after. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny That's story. funny. That is. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, uh, damn, I wonder who this rapper is, man. You're going to have to look him up. Rapper yeah. Aries? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking Probably for him. Probably is a horrible rapper too. No, you haven't heard of him. Probably is a horrible rapper. Rapper Aries. Oh, God. And he's obviously black. Yeah, but I don't see it. What famous rapper? See, this nigga's not even Googleable. No, they just gave me all the rappers that are... Oh, musician Aries. Oh, it's a young dude. Is he black? Um, I think he's some sort of Hispanic. Really? But uh, rappers that were born to the sign Aries were uh, uh, over him. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Say more about Aries. Yeah, I can't find anything on him. Uh, he's American. He's 24. He was born in 1998. Hilarious. Well, that is it. I think we're 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 there. We're gonna end on that. Yeah, that's a good story. It is. It is a really good story. It wouldn't have been so good if the if the other older couple didn't walk in and. Uh, Oh, no, no. That's what made it. Yeah, that's what makes the story. All right, yeah. some dates. Oh, by the way, guys, Merry Christmas. Yeah, and if you want to email uh, into the show, Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail. All right, we're going to be uh, at Magoobies, uh in uh, in Baltimore area. Baltimore. Uh, it's the 29th through the 31st. Get your tickets. I think we're almost sold out for the uh, New Year's show. So uh, great way to spend a New Year's, man. Uh, Helium Buffalo, uh, January 5th through the 8th. Uh, then we're going to be at Helium St. Louis, the 12th through the 15th. And then uh, Toledo Funny Bone, uh, the 27th and 28th. Toledo Funny Bone. And then on the 4th of February, we're going to be at, and I blew it because I don't have it Massachusetts. Massachusetts at the uh, Regent Theater in Arlington, Mass., February 4th. For two shows, it's at a theater. Come check us out. We'll both be out there that uh, that night. One show, yeah. one, one night. I like this. I like this uh, one night and go home. Yeah. Um, Dream More Life, Instagram, DM Music. Instagram at Dream More Life, spelled just like that, D-R-E-A-M. M-O-R-E-L-I-F-E. -E. Um, also on all streaming services such, such as Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Of the three songs here, Questions, Black America, and I'm Saying, I think I'm going to have Steve play Black America. Uh, I think that's it. Let me ask you this question real quick. Uh, on that theater show, if we, yes. if you did have your own plane, would yes. you make me take the train back from there or would you go out of your way and drop me off in New Jersey and then fly back to LA? You know, I've already thought about this a million times because, you know, I'm a good dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, always. If, if, I, if, if I was performing on the West Coast, I would have the plane pick you up, bring you here, and then fly you back. And if I was on the East Coast, depending on where we are, I'd have the plane drop you off first, then fly me back. Okay. Good to know. That's some pimp shit. If you got your own plane, you'd just be like, you know, land this motherfucker on the roof. I Whatever just want, you want. I just want everybody to make sure that they heard that. So when Aries hits this uh, 
this next uh, this next phase in Aries' uh, existence here. I want everyone to have been a witness that Aries is picking me up for the shows in his private plane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, you guys. I hope that's my Merry Christmas wish. I hope you guys have a good Christmas. Uh, we gave you dates. We gave you uh, a stories. We gave you uh, a music. Uh, man, see you uh, just before New Year's. There it is, baby. Talk to you. If you can look at a man and see his vision Before anything is even mentioned Before a conversation is given There's something that's connecting you between inner spirits Listen and hear it Gotta grasp it, don't fear it Your gut gon' let you know whether or not to get near it If you got a soul, somebody plotting to kill it Before you even make it, they gon' look at you different Just cause you think the shit Now imagine if you actually started reaching it But if you acquire your dreams, they see defeat in it Like you feeding them with the eating shit they act like you bred them with the be and shit Success for you is failure to them That's how they seeing it It's hard keeping positive thoughts around the deviant If you can't trust the circle, then why be in it? I suggest you niggas lead the shit Look, I don't need niggas around me, listen I can do bad on my own, I'm saying But if niggas gonna be around me My nigga go chase the bag on your own, I'm saying I feel like the world be trying to drown me but still here I'ma stand on my own, I'm saying I gotta do this for everybody that's doubting me And get the ones I love land on their own, let's go Before you know it, it's over, so get it right If you Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. <laughs> You don't like to do it face to face? No, I don't, I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. Nina? Nope. That's crazy. Look! You can get a doggy style, you can get Ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?